Thank you for listening to the Daily Sports Report on WCBN 88.3 FM in Ann Arbor. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Good night, go blue. And also, fun fact, the um, Jack Callahan and Andrew Verdi are two Michigan Wolverines who have made it to the MLS in the Super Draft, so congratulations to them. box a box of chocolates would I know to stay away what's it hand off his box a box of chocolates would I eat them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you babe that means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, and I want to apologize for the brief chance of haggis haggis that we heard a moment ago. Let me uh, bring some of those up again. This is uh, haggis. Really, pretty much any show should start with chance of haggis, haggis, haggis. But that's not our subject for today. That's for another show in the future. However, tomorrow is the 100th anniversary of Prohibition becoming official in the U.S. It had become, it had been ratified 100 years ago. Today, it became official 100 years ago tomorrow. And as we know, the drinkings of the alcohol may present the deliriousness, and so we have a confused song for you here called Party Fears 2. Here are the associates for your pleasure.
I think he's mighty confused there. That were The Associates and Party Fears 2 from 1982. That was a big hit in the UK. Scottish duo there. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. And here's some Michigan food news. Michigan farmers and lawmakers want the federal government to impose a hefty tariff. After a great start here with the Prohibition Thinger, a hefty tariff on dried tart cherries that are imported from Turkey arguing that a subsidy on the fruit is impeding American farmers' ability to compete. But this week, the U.S. International Trade Commission made a final decision not to institute tariffs on on Turkish tart cherry exporters. In other news, I had a dream last night, and it was in a big room, and there was a turntable, a special fancy turntable some friends had brought in. And one of the most unusual features of it is that they used uh, some raw meatballs arranged in a semicircle vertically to stabilize the tone arm on the turntable. I had seen an earlier model they had shown me with two pieces of, of metal, and in between was a bit of cured dried meat, but this time they used raw meatballs to stabilize the tone arm. I really haven't been drinking, this is very true, but it is still... This week is the 100th anniversary of the beginning of Prohibition, and Amos Milburn's just had some bad, bad whiskey. Started in to see bad. 
qualifies as the Prohibition song, wouldn't you say? That's Bad, Bad Whiskey by Amos Milburn from 1950, also known for doing an early version of One Scotch, One Bourbon, One Beer, which later became One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer by some fine musicians as well. I guess the order doesn't really matter as long as they all end up in the same place, right? But that could be just me. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, You can see our full schedule of shows at WCBN.org. And I do want to let you know that uh, among many things we talk about on this show, sometimes they just kind of clash together and it's non-sequiturville. But I will go to a different subject because it is, of course, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day this coming Monday. The University of Michigan has a symposium and many, many events involved in the symposium. If you look up... MLK Symposium, University of Michigan. There's a lot you can find. Events actually have already started, but most of them will be taking place, if not all of them, though, will be taking place on Monday. The keynote lecture will be delivered by Angela Davis. So that will be, I'm looking, I'm trying to find here. I'll find it in just a second here, nonetheless. But Okay, many, many things you can look up on the MLK Symposium website. And some other Michigan news, this on, and again on a different subject here. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has joined a lawsuit to stop the federal government from eliminating food assistance for nearly 700,000 Americans. The lawsuit now includes 14 attorneys general and New York City. It challenges a Department of Agriculture rule that would limit states' ability to extend benefits from SNAP, commonly known as food stamps, beyond a three-month period for certain adults. Dana Nessel says the rule would affect more than 10% of SNAP recipients in Michigan. Nessel's press release today says in part, studies have shown that SNAP can counteract food insecurity and lower health care costs for recipients by about $1,400 per person. These are costs that state governments will likely bear in the absence of SNAP assistance. Without SNAP assistance, Nessel says, many will be forced to choose between having food to eat or a place to live. 
That is a press release from Attorney General Dana Nessel joining a lawsuit to stop the federal government from eliminating food assistance for nearly 700,000 Americans. Some Michigan news right there. Now, WCBN News will tell you that Arwolf and Face the Music is coming up at 7. A bunch of wonderful songs coming your way. Many of them, most of them, from the first half of the 20th century. Here is another song that perhaps could be a Prohibition song. Here is the wonderful, amazing Gillian Welch from 1996. This is Tear My Still House Down, and it goes like this.
Gillian Welch and Tear My Still House Down, celebrating, I think it's a celebration, the 100th anniversary tomorrow of Prohibition taking effect in the U.S. Let's party! So yeah, that was Gillian Welch. And I was going to mention another thing with uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day coming up on Monday. There will be a concert in Ypsilanti called Gospel Fest, MLK Gospel Fest, this Saturday from 4 p.m. till 6, I believe is the end time, but definitely 4 p.m. at Pia's Auditorium. That's on College Place at the intersection of West Cross Street and College Place at the actual street address is 494 College Place. And the concert will feature performers, performers including the Ypsilanti Community High School Choir, the EMU Gospel Choir, the Michigan Mass Gospel Choir, and other performers. This is at Pease Auditorium this Saturday from 4 to 6. This is in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. this Saturday. Now, looking at some other news here, I've been analyzing what's going on. You know, I try to analyze it first before I bring it to you so you can have it pre-properly analyzed. Now, this is some news from the New York Public Library. Apparently, they've calculated the most their most checked-out books of all time. The most wanted book was The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats from 1962. Cat in the Hat by Dr. Seuss was in second place. In third place, and the most wanted adult book was 1984 by George Orwell. Crucially for this food show, in 10th place was The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle. Delicious. So, I think we have another song to share with you. You might be wondering, how successful was Prohibition? Well, it didn't last forever. Prohibition in the U.S. lasted from 1920 to 1933. I should mention, and as a side note, before it went into effect... There was a temporary ban called the Wartime Prohibition Act that took effect June 30th, 1919. Never mind that that was after the war. What are you going to do? So June 30th, 1919 was the temporary ban that went into effect. The day after July 1st, 1919 became known as the Thirsty First. Yes, I think the ban was drunk. That's why it started after the war itself. Before that, Prohibition in Michigan started on May 1st, 1917. So we were pretty raring to stop at the time. But here's a song that deals with the issue of whether the event of Prohibition was successful or not. I should tell you that there's a bit of a spoiler in this song. So if you listen carefully, you may find the answer to whether Prohibition was successful. A very subtle spoiler coming up. Here it is, right here. Prohibition is a failure most anyone can see For whiskey sold in every town in the good old USA Oh, the policeman will arrest you Locked you up in jail He'll drink up all your liquor And turn you out on bail I'm going back to Georgia Join the drinking clan For whiskey's made of red steel lines Sold in old tin cans Where the men they drink and gamble 
run the women for and fight. And the saloons, they run wide open, and a man's killed every night. What they say they'll do, they will. They all carry six shooters, shotguns, and boo and knives. And the man that tries to raid them is sure to lose his life. of Easter too, and he lets it work and foam, and a bottle or two on Saturday night, he'll sing my home sweet home. And if we do not get it, I'm telling you and you, we'll make our own liquor and we drink our own homebrew. Your friend and mine, Mr. Low Stokes, from 1929. And again, there's a spoiler in the title, I think, somewhere in the song. It's called Prohibition is a Failure. And that's on document records. You can actually find that on a collection called Low Stokes, Volume 1, 1927 to 1930. Some mighty fine lyrics there, I have to say. You know, pulling them up here. Looks like... uh, I'm going back to Georgia to join the drinking clan where whiskey's made of red seal lye and sold in old tin cans. Where the men, they drink and gamble, and the women quarrel and fight, and the saloons, they run wide open, and a man's killed every night. Isn't that inspiring? I'm feeling really inspired by that right now. And would you like some uh, some of that stuff there? What was he talking about? The uh, delicious red seal lye? Lye is a metal hydroxide traditionally obtained by leaching ashes or strong alkali, which is highly soluble in water and produces caustic basic solutions, you see. Lye alone is incredibly dangerous and corrosive and can cause serious skin burns, so that must be fun to drink some of that. But when mixed with animal fat and water, lye forms a thick liquid that, that when set and cured, becomes soap. So... Perhaps you can wash your mouth out with soap after you're done talking about that. I've been Pandora's Lunchbox. I think this is Mike. And we're wrapping it up here. We've got another song from the mid-1920s for you. Another song with a lovely, lovely title. This is called The Drunkard's Hiccups. You weren't going to play that, Arwell, for you? The Drunkard's Hiccups? 
No? Okay, I don't think so. Earlwolf has some wonderful songs for you, but not the drunkard's hiccups. However, this is Fiddlin' John Carson. This will get us through this difficult patch where we're not able to drink a single thing. In fact, you know, no alcohol allowed in the WCBN studio. So it's our own Prohibition Party here on WCBN. Here now is Fiddlin' John Carson. This has been WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I've been Mike. Thank you for allowing me to do that. goes a little something like this. Listen to Face the Music at 7 and listen to... Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bob at 8, and keep listening from then on forever. Good night, and have a good time. You've got WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's Arwolf Arwolf. This is Face the Music. Tonight, we'd like to spotlight an hour's worth 
of vintage recordings featuring what I'm calling tuba wrestlers of the 1920s. These are grown men who bravely took these large instruments, uh, either wrapped their arms around them or wrapped the instrument itself around their bodies, and propelled entire um, jazz ensembles. For example, Jelly Roll Morton's Red Hot Peppers. We hear them now in 1929. That organization anchored by tuba wrestler Harry Prather. This first title, I'm sure, was um, regarded as clever back in the day, here in the 21st century with a, the uh, ice cap melting away on both the north and south portions of the globe. The title, Burning the Iceberg, doesn't have quite the charm it once did. But on a, um, a day like today, I think you could use all the help you can get. Please pay attention to the tuba players on this hour of Vintage Jazz on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Let's face the music together. Mm-hmm. 